We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pod. Unfortunately, this is not a victory pod. Apparently, I just have to leave for the team to win. But um, uh, I'm Jimmy. I'm back this week. And uh, the sad man with me is Dan. Dan, how are you holding up? Uh, not good, Jimmy. Not holding up good. And I don't... Dude, we can't even blame this on you, man. As much as I want to blame this on you, you were technically out of town for both games. For that the win true. and the loss. <laughs> so... I don't, we, we can't put it on you, man. But believe me, I was ready to. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah, man, another week, another loss, and uh, I'm, I'm fueled with fire. A little rage, maybe, a little, little, uh, little hint of rage in there. I'm a little pissed. Yeah, it's, it's not fun. This season, um, that really felt like kind of maybe a nail in the coffin. If there wasn't, like, you know, if there was maybe a glimmer of hope after that win in seattle where we stole three points and then mm-hmm. you go and and you kind of lay an egg um at home against rsl and we'll talk all about it because we got some people blaming the refs and and the ref was certainly not perfect but the ref was also I mean, do we have to can we just be a premier league <laughs> pod now now that premier league started let me tell you we did get a question about the premier league so we will talk a little bit about the oh, premier league <laughs> this is this is the first time in a while i am excited about the premier league because i feel like my team is not total trash so uh that's right you guys might get we'll seventh place instead of eighth yeah and your team um might based on the way they looked uh, against chelsea might win the whole league so yeah they fucking thrashed them that was nuts <laughs> yeah um we'll uh we'll, we'll talk a little epl why not it'll be fun but um but yeah man first off good job last week you and chris well done so yeah thanks man it was fun chris chris was hella nervous P- people still saying hella I'm gonna throw. I'm I gonna do. say he was hella nervous, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but he and I was like, "Dude, what? Have you ever listened to us? It's just a conversation, man. It's just we're talking soccer." And yeah. uh, he really opened up as we went on, and it it was good, man. We had chemistry. Did you listen to it? I did. Yes, I didn't get to listen quite as intently as I wanted to. I got to go back and listen again because we were <laughs> driving back from Florida, and I was trying to navigate oh, yeah. while also listen. So, uh, do, do you want to know? Did you hear the part where he said, I, I push the other team sometimes? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, what he left out was that I even pushed my own players, Chris, uh, Jimmy. 
because <laughs> I can't even tell it. We're we're waiting on a corner kick one time, and Chris gets pushed in the back and immediately goes to the ref calling for a foul. And I'm like, hey, hey, shut up, shut up. I did it. I'm sorry. I pushed you. <laughs> I thought you. Were, I thought you were on the other team. I'm sorry. I pushed my own player, dude, to get oh, to a man. corner kick. <laughs> Oh my God! You would. He never let. He does not let me live it down. He's no. just like, oh, watch out for this guy. He'll push his own players. He'll push you down. <laughs> my favorite thing about Chris that I learned when the three of us were at the Bayern Munich AC Milan game is that he shoots with the outside of his foot exclusively. Yeah, so, he's a he's a freak. It's weird. It, it does not make sense. Like I, I yeah, mean, but the goalie never sees it coming. Like when he strikes true. it, it goes the opposite way that they're thinking. It's absolute genius, and I. I I don't know how he does it, but it works, and we win games. Well, a big thank you to Chris for for stepping up and pinch hitting last yes. week. I'm sure we will have him on again, um, even if one of us is not gone. Let you know, bring him in, work him in into a little three man weave, and see what happens. So uh, maybe so. Um, but yeah, we got a lot to talk about this week because you know, of course, we want to run through quickly ish this RSL game. But then we got two games coming up this week for sporting kc and a lot of mls news there's all sorts of craziness happening around the league um no new reviews so that's no new reviews uh makes my sad week even sadder slackers so get on it (laughs) um but no if you have left us a review in the past thank you very much we greatly appreciate it if you have not you know that's okay maybe you're a new listener you're trying to figure out what this pod is uh or maybe you don't have apple and that's fine too that's true, too. For some reason, Apple Podcasts is the only one, really, with a good review system. But if you do have Apple... Or maybe you're in Canada, because we don't know how to check Canadian Apple reviews. <laughs> I think we have some Apple reviews from Canadians. Isn't Beach from sure? Canada? that's a thing. Don't you have to actually go to, like, iTunes Canada, like iTunes.ca or whatever? Maybe. I don't know. But I'm pretty sure one of our reviews says they live in Montreal, or thereabouts. Oh, or should I say thereabouts? So, um, <laughs> classic. classic dig, but, um, but yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's jump into this, uh, this RSL game as much as we may not want to, because we all oh, hate great. RSL. Uh, I think RSL, yes. I mean, look, I, I, we all know I don't like Atlanta, but honestly, like the team I actually dislike the most, I think it's RSL and I think it's enjoy the playoffs. Kellen Rowe. <laughs> yeah so we shipped kellen Rowe for an we'll international roster spot and seventy five thousand dollars in allocation money to rsl right before this game um that was crazy i was i wouldn't have been nuts if he played and like scored on our ass it would have been i mean oh that God, would have been, been awful the most fitting thing is had he like scored the winning goal and we're like where yeah. was that all year when you weren't playing here um <laughs> <laughs> he swope swope all-star yeah, scoring bangers at Swope, just not for Sporting KC. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, already kind of a little bit of a weird vibe around this game because of that. Of course, you know, you had the Beasler bros going at it. That's always a storyline surrounding this game. Hashtag um, not my bees. Not my bees. <laughs> he can uh, suck it, dude. I know people are like, stop it, he's from KC. Nope, he can suck it. He's not my bees. Yeah, he's, he, you know what, he's 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 no Matt. I'm going to say that. Um my favorite thing was he was getting in matt's butt a little bit and matt's like all right calm down before i break your lip well and you know he got the yellow card when he tried to pick up the ball and felipe knew what he was doing yes when he kicked the ball but you know what the ball was set felipe had every right to kick the ball 
And Beasler knew exactly what he was doing trying to delay the restart when he was picking it up. Don't put your hands yeah. on the ball when the ball's supposed to be kicked with a foot. That's what I said. A lot of people online were saying that that whole thing, that it was actually RSL's ball in the first place. So why was Felipe kicking it? And I'm like, well, that's not the case, is it? I, I literally don't think it was. Like, we took I mean, that's, a if you, free kick after that, I think. I thought so, too. RSL posted it, and, like, all the comments, RSL fans were like, oh, KC being trash again. And all the sporting fans were like, RSL being trash again. And I was yep. like, can someone just tell me <laughs> what's right? Can we get the next 10 seconds of this video, please? I think I'm, I'm like 99.7% positive it was a Sporting KC ball, um, which is why Felipe went to kick it. And Peter even said in, in the comments at halftime, they're delaying the restart. We have every right to kick the ball. Um, yeah. Which is, which I mean, and that's why Beasler got the yellow was for delaying the restart. Otherwise, if it was their ball and he was just picking up, there'd be no reason for him to get a yellow. Well, Felipe, Felipe got a yellow too. Well, so – Part of me on one hand want, and, and we will jump back to the beginning of this game, but I, I do I did want to talk about this, but we can go all on, over the place. That's how I that's how I roll. <laughs> on one hand, yes, I get why Felipe got the yellow because yes, it, we're we're not stupid. He knew what he was doing, but on the other hand, he's got every right to that ball. It's set, and it's a Sporting KC kick. So yeah, if he can get Beasler a yellow card for delaying the restart, then go for it. Don't put your hands where the ball will be kicked. So, true. I don't know. True. I, I, I'm tired of getting beat by RSL. I mean, I know last year we knocked them out of the Open Cup and knocked them out of MLS Cup contention, and but this year it's just like they 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 they're killing us, man. And I I don't like it one bit. It just it sucks. Well, and I feel like their fans like you want to talk about classless. Like I just the, every interaction I have with nearly every RSL fan online is just not good. And it's not like like they come out of the woodwork. And just start attacking yeah. you, and I'm like, it I bugs. don't know who you are, and I didn't want to. I'm talking over here with sporting fans, and then you pop up in my mentions, and I'm like, get out of here, I don't want you. Go back <laughs> yeah. to Salt Lake where get you can't drink beer after 8 p.m. or whatever it is. Stupid Wait, rules. What? There's is that a Mormon thing? Their alcohol rules are the worst in Utah. The whole state. What? The whole state. You can't what is buy it? Is it a Jesus thing. I don't know. Do Mormons believe in Jesus? I don't know. Maybe that's insensitive. What? I apologize I so. to Mormons. But that's not um, insensitive. I think they believe in some kind of Jesus. They they have a whole musical after it. <laughs> that's true. Um <laughs> But sorry if you're a Mormon out there. I apologize. But uh Don't be don't apologize for their Mormonism. <laughs> uh I'm not apologizing that they are Mormons. I'm saying to oh, the Mormons okay. who might be listening, <laughs> I am sorry if I offended you. <laughs> You Mormons out there, I'm sorry that you are. No, I'm not apologizing (laughs) on behalf of their Mormonism. That would be terrible. Um, We've gotten... This is what happens when sporting is terrible. Um, This is what happens, dude. You want to really go off the rails? We got Bears in Olathe, Kansas. Do we really? I work for the city. I did not know that. You need to figure it out and get animal control out there because in my Ring doorbell app, someone posted a video of a bear on their front porch just blocks from here. And I'm like, okay, well, my dogs are getting eaten, like, tonight. <laughs> well, if you live in a lake, then watch out Winnie for the, bears. Winnie the Pooh just roaming around, dude. This is not cool. Yeah. Uh, for real, send me that. I want to know where that is. And I'm going to ask people at Animal Control if they know there are bears. Um, so, anywho, <laughs> back to the game. Um, back to Utah. Yeah, no, they, you can't buy beer over a certain percentage off the draft. I think it is like if it's above three and a half percent, it has to be a bottled beer. And then 
there are certain rules about time of day when you can purchase it and it, it's a whole mess it's it's weird um i learned the hard way when i was there for a conference so um anyway back to this game let's jump to <laughs> you know the lineup hurtado was uh was starting at center forward because namath was hurt um fontas was in at center back because barat was hurt um this was the first time all season long Roger, Ilié, and Felipe had started in the midfield together. Uh, we're more than two-thirds of the way through the season. Um, and the graphic and the broadcast said that we had used 21 different lineups in 23 games. Um, I knew it was bad. I didn't know it was that bad. Had you realized it was that bad with the lineup inconsistency? Not at all. I had no idea. Like, I think we all knew, like, yeah, there's been a lot of injuries. But when I saw that, I was like, no wonder we've been playing like shit this year. We haven't had the same team play in two consecutive games at all. So, I don't know. But, you know what? The uh, the game actually started out not terrible. Sporting KC was, was, was doing pretty well. 31st minute, we earn a free kick. RSL sets up the wall. And uh, Johnny Russell steps up to this. It looked like Zussi was going to kind of take it until the very last second. And Johnny just strikes this on a laser. And I don't even think he meant to hit it this hard. But it worked. And he sends it right past the wall, right past Ramondo. We're up 1-0. I'm feeling pretty good. So That was awesome, dude. That's enough to jack you up and get you real excited. You're like, here we go. Let's roll on him. Let's finish it. Let's get the job done. Early goal, we always do well when we score early. Or so I thought. Yeah, and they had said on the broadcast, and as soon as they said this on the broadcast, though, I was like, oh, God damn it, Nate, you jinxed it. Because they were like, RSL scoring first is like 9-1-2 and two on the year, and RSL, you know, uh, conceding first is like 1-9-3 and three or something like that. And then they are right. like, of course, the one win was last week against New York City, and they came back to win 3-1. And I was like, well, you know, that's the, they're just going to continue that. I had a feeling. Um, and yeah what seven minutes later if that freaking Corey baird off of a free kick at almost the identical spot just mirrored um all of sporting kc forgot we were playing soccer and then Corey baird got the <laughs> rebound and just taps it in the goal uh that was insane to watch like later in slow motion and in the highlights and stuff just everyone just turns around and just watches the ball just kind of assuming maybe tim grabbed it or something no not at all and Corey Baird's like, let me show you why I was Rookie of the Year, huh? Yeah, it was a fantastic free kick by Rusnak. If it was three inches to the right, it would have been a goal because there's no way Melia's getting to that. But I was like, everybody turned around and just froze. No one moved. And I know they probably didn't quite know where the ball was, but you got to do something. You can't turn around and just stare into nothing and do nothing. Um, and yeah, Peter Peter was livid after the game. I mean, he was like... You know, I'm embarrassed for the first goal because we were not ready. We talk about these things all the time. Shots taken and the ball goes past you. Turn around and get ready for the rebound. We're snoozing. We're snoozing. It's the stuff that the team does not do, but unfortunately we're doing it, and that's a problem. So, I don't know. I just, I never quite. Wonderful. Never quite seen Sporting be so bad on set pieces, but it feels like every week this year we're just like set pieces are terrible. We just concede all the time. it's weird, and I, I see the same common denominator all around line online because I'm on Twitter. I'm very I'm very secretive. All right, I'm kind of a ninja. I'm not I'm not always uh I'm not always saying things, but I'm always watching. You're lurking and I'm just in the darkness. A lot of 
Yep, yep, yep. I always see uh, the same thing pop up time and time again. We sure do miss Ike Opara. Where, I, I can't believe we got rid of Ike. Ike would fix this problem. Uh, I don't know if he'd fix everything, but I think he'd be a huge fix in our defensive woes. Oh, imagine next week how much we would need Ike because you know sure as hell Fontas isn't playing because Fontas got called out specifically by Peter Vermees for the second goal, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. But when Peter calls yeah. you out like that, you're not playing. And Barat, he's out still because of injury for the midweek game against Orlando. So we'll see Graham Smith. <laughs> yep. So sure would be nice to have Ike right now. But um, That's crazy. Yeah. Hell, it might be nice to have Abdul Guadabaye. Remember him? He was around for like uh, a half a second. Very <laughs> vaguely, yep. <laughs> um, I don't know. Sporting almost pulled ahead at the end of the uh, the first half. This, I felt like, was kind of a microcosm of Daniel Shallowy's season. Um, yeah, he's a he's a bad energy. Daniel, I just, I'm not here for his energy, Shallowy. Uh, it just feels weird. You know, when Gersa went down in, those, in the first two minutes with an injury and Daniel came on, I was like, well, that's that. I mean, we're going to, this, this game has bad things all over it now. Well, and it sucks because they said this on the broadcast too. Like RSL was playing such a high line that what really Sporting needed to do was use their speed to get in behind the high line, and yeah. that's exactly what Jerusalem can do. And 100%, it just sucks dude. that he got hit the way he did. And yeah, I don't think we'll have him back for this week for either game. I uh, the, so we know he's not going to be back tonight against Orlando. Um, don't at least as of recording of this podcast we don't yet know about the weekend but i would be highly surprised if he's back for the weekend um so of course we'll have daniel shallowy back for the weekend after serving a red card suspension for a deserved red card we'll talk about here in another second but zussi sent a gorgeous ball over the top to shallowy that he pulled down fairly well and then just sends it right over the bar, one-on-one with Ramondo. And I'm like, you got to pull that down. You got to score. And 2018 Daniel puts that away, no problem. 2019 Daniel sends it eight feet over the bar. So, yep. just yep. kind of a bummer. This is tough, man. This this is uh, this sucks to even talk about. And we, we got to, I mean, we're just, we're burning time on this on this one game, too. We got two games to preview. We got MLS stuff. And this, this Salt Lake game. I have this taste in my mouth, man. I can't get rid of it because it was just, it was just, it was trash. It was trash. After our our first goal, it just all went downhill from there, man. Yep, 100%. We'll, we'll fly through these last few parts. Of course, Johnny Russell gets pulled down by Danny Toya in the box right before the end of first half in stoppage time in a very clear penalty. One of probably the most clear penalties you'll ever see. Um, so you're thinking, great, okay, right before the half. We're going to go up 2-1 at home, feeling good. Felipe steps up. I think at this point he was 4-for-4 on penalty kicks, although you can go back Mm -hmm. and listen to our previous podcast. They weren't the greatest penalty kicks, and we said that. We just kind of got lucky that the keeper dove the wrong way, but his kicks haven't been the most accurate, and he bounces this one right off the bar. Ramondo was going the wrong way. All he had to do was just make sure it was on target. Felipe bounces it right off the bar that one would come back to haunt us. So, it just sucks. And I feel like, I don't know about you, but I feel like there's nobody on this team since we had Benny a few years ago. There hasn't been anyone since that I feel comfortable when they step up to the penalty spot. I don't know about you. but Yeah, absolutely. 
just feels like Benny a couple years ago, he'd do that little stutter step, and then every time he stepped up, you knew, okay, this is probably going in. We've missed that. Yeah, I'm not Don't sure. Really have that. I'm not sure why Benny doesn't do that anymore, but uh, it's just weird, you know. Yeah, of course he was on a yellow card accumulation suspension for this game, but even when he is in, he's generally not been the one to take it. But um, 69th minute, that was when Corey Baird uh, completed his brace. I don't know what the hell Fontas was doing, where he was so far over to the what would be his left side of the field where he just left Baird wide open. I don't know where Zussi was leading up to this play. He must have been up in the attack. But Peter even said it because my first instinct was to blame Fontas because I was like, why is he so far over? Then I was like, okay, you know, I don't remember what Zussi was doing. Maybe this is partially on Zussi as well. But no, you look at the comments from Peter Vermees, and he said on the second goal, it's terrible by us. What should have happened is Fontas should have easily slid over and known that man was there. Before that guy even hit the ball, he should have been shadowing toward that side or shaping himself up toward that side. He never should have been alone like he was. Fontas ain't playing against Orlando after those comments. That's crazy. So. And that's that's crazy that that even saw the light of day because that was not in the post game of uh, SportingKC.com or anything like that. But when Peter says that, when he calls you out, you know he means business. And he'll put someone else in there who wants to earn a, earn a spot. And I just think it's been a long time coming because Fontas has really, he's really struggled, man. And it's not been, uh, he's not the million-dollar player that we thought he would be. So by all means, put Graham Smith in there. Graham Smith definitely would love to earn a spot on this team. 100%. And you know what? At this point, they Sporting KC's got to figure out a way to dump Fontas somehow in this offseason. It's not going to be within MLS, but send him to South America, send him to Spain, send him somewhere because million dollars is too much for this guy. I mean, it just, every it week. It just didn't work out. No. it did, And you know what? That's okay. Sometimes it doesn't work out. Um, it, it didn't work out, you know, I'm, God, what the hell was his name? The keeper that we had before Tim Melia for like four games. Luis Marine. Luis Marine. I was going to say Luis Martins, but that wasn't it. Luis Marine. He was a big time signing for us at the time. That didn't work out. Um, didn't Emiliano work out. Amor, I mean, it, it, that didn't work out. It happens. Nope. So a lot of things don't work out, man. And it's, uh, normally it's fine because we turn our season around, but we're, uh, we're kind of out of players to plug in there, and lo and behold, we didn't do jack shit during the transfer window. Ooh, we signed a left back. Big deal. Uh, Seth Sinovic still starting. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> yeah. Now, to be fair, Martins hasn't really had a chance to integrate yet, but yes. I mean, left back was probably... looked at Don't Martins. be so white, Jimmy. Martins. <laughs> if you looked at positions of need, left back was probably not the one that jumped out to most people, uh, but... Right. You know, considering right. Seth subbed out for Jimmy Madronda, I mean Jimmy Madronda came in, so it's like, yeah, uh, our new left back was on the bench, yeah, which was crazy. I was like, oh, he not he cracked the starting lineup. That's cool. Yeah, seventy uh, fifth minutes, the one that has people really mad. This was when Felipe got taken down in the box, went to VAR. The video assistant referee clearly thought there was enough to ask the referee to review it. There is clear contact, in my opinion between the RSL defenders' uh, cleats and Felipe's foot. Is it super heavy? No. Is it enough to make Felipe go down? Yes. Still not given as a penalty. No explanation as of why. For me, 
that's a clear penalty. The only possible reason I could think is if he thought Felipe was already going down, but he was not. I have no idea what happened here. Should be a penalty. But. That was insane. Why ask him to look at it if you already don't think it's a PK? You've already seen a clear look at it, and you're like, well, that's a PK in my mind. I'll tell the center referee to look at it. And center referee's just like, mm, no, I look too more too much like Sasha Baron Cohen to give a damn. I'm just going <laughs> to, you know, call call a goal kick or whatever. It's bullshit, dude. It's, it's bullshit. I, I don't know how you look at that over and over and say that's not a PK. What's the point of VAR? Well, at this point, yeah. I mean, Peter said it best, and, and a lot of fans were really mad at the refs after this game. Let me let me make sure I'm clear about this. Pro did not cost us this game. What cost us this game was not being able to finish chances. We had the opportunity to score four or five goals. We should have put away the first PK. We did not do that. So Pro did and not cost assignments. us this game. Right. Now, Pro is, like what Peter said, consistently inconsistent which I think is the perfect way to describe them because you never know what the hell will happen whenever they're making a call. I would have put money that that would have come back as a penalty kick. Regardless, the the teams could have been flipped. It could have been sporting hitting an RSL player, and I would have said, yeah, that's a penalty kick. But who knows? You never know with pro. So, And uh, it only got worse in the 84th minute when Daniel Shallowy was frustrated uh, because of a play that happened just a little bit prior. Goes in reckless two-foot tackle, straight red card, deserved in my opinion, out for the next game. Um, that's the type of thing that seems like Peter will have no tolerance for. So, I don't know. I don't even know if we'll see him on Saturday against San Jose, even if he does come back, because Peter might be too pissed. But <laughs> Exactly. So now, um, unfortunately, we are still stuck at the bottom of the Western Conference, uh, 10th place, 28 points. FC Dallas is in 7th place, 36. We have 10 games to make up 8 points. Doesn't really feel like it's Man, happening at this point. It's not even that. You know, I was listening to Extra Time Radio on, uh, you know, MLS Soccer's podcast they do. And they were saying that SKC pretty much needs... 21 points out of 10 games to make the playoffs. And that's, that's you know, insane. that's seven wins. That is seven victories. Uh, is it impossible? No. Uh, can, can things also go your way? Like maybe teams ahead of you lose a few games. I mean, yeah, but it, right now it's really tough to say, I mean, our, our, our future is in our own hands. It is, they can make it happen. They can single-handedly make it happen, but they know it's a lot of work. And, this week, dude, I think they can get it done in Orlando. I don't think they can get it done against San Jose at home. Yeah, I think they can at least get a result against Orlando, maybe if things break right. But Orlando's pretty good at home. Um, San Jose is even better. And and I know San what? Jose is in Orlando Kansas. Orlando is not okay at home. Historically, are they? they are. Oh, historically. I was like, this season? Not really. This season, yeah, I mean, 5-6-1 and one is not a great home record by any means, but historically, they're pretty tough at home. Um, That's six losses, right? Yes, that is six losses. Um, but we are 4-5-3 and three at home. Yeah, we're, we, we are under five hundred at home for the first time, and I don't know right. when. Uh, well, they're tied for the second most home losses right by right behind FC Cincinnati. So, I mean, we can get this done. It's possible, but... Namath will be out. 
Botan Barat will be out. Shallowy will Hurtado be out. Hurtado has to do some redemption. Gerso will be out. Who's starting on left wing? Jimmy Madronda? Are they sliding oh, Johnny shit. over and they're putting Johan on the right side? Who's our left winger? Oh, is so, Johan still playing? <laughs> be ready. Um, he wasn't in the 18. I mean, yeah. what, I don't even know anymore. I mean, supposedly he was hurt, but I don't know what's happening. Um, oh, okay. But, I, I mean, honestly, we have – I mean, is Madronda our best option on the left wing right now? You'll have Seth slash Martins at left back and put Madronda up on left wing. Who else plays there? It's possible. I don't hate it. I mean, I, uh, you know, Johan's your utility guy, so you would obviously throw Johan up there. But, damn, I don't know, man. That's tough. I mean, I guess Johan's played left back, so there's no reason he can't play left wing. Johnny's left-footed, so he could play left wing, but they like him inverted on the right side. Um, yeah. Hurtado. But, see, this is what happens, man. This sucks because one person goes down. and I mean, in this case, it's a couple people that go down, but Hurtado's our only center forward who's healthy on the roster right now. Johan would be his backup, but Johan probably has to start at left wing, so you got no striker to come in if Hurtado's not getting it done or if Hurtado goes down. So, I mean, dude, I, I still think you could, I mean, Busio can go do that. You know what I mean? He can be out there. Yeah, you could kind of play him. He'd be more of a, like a false nine type, but he could up up in that sort of, you know, a underneath role. Um, maybe we see, maybe we see a little Tyler Freeman, huh? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, no, at this point, no way. I'm up for anything really. Cause what has been like, we were counting on Roger Espinosa returning to be like our redemption. And that hasn't happened. Um, it has not. Maybe we'll get Jacob Peterson out of nowhere. By God, that's Jacob Peterson's music based on his tweet. Um, yeah, what's that about, by the way? What's that tweet about? How, how's he going to be all cryptic like that? I don't know. Uh, we did get a, uh, a a tweet from somebody. Chip Colmia said, we need a hot take from backheel coos on Jacob Peterson's tweet. So, uh, <laughs> hot take is that I don't think he's just moving to KC for no reason. I mean, the dude's a free agent and still has some years in him, I would think. Yeah, and it would be a very Peter Vermees signing to bring in Jacob Peterson right now. Why the uh, hell not, dude? Throw throw him on the left wing. Who gives a shit at this point? I mean, everyone's thinking play your damn kids now, but it's like, no, until we're mathematically out of this thing, don't throw in the towel. I mean, keep going strong. Yeah, for those who don't know what we're talking about, Jacob Peterson sent out a tweet that was a car emoji and then a fountain emoji and then like the side eyes, and that's nearly identical. You know, to Benny the tweet did that. that. Benny, Benny sent did that out. As well. Yeah, he did the plane and then the fountain and then the side eye right before he came back. So a lot of people speculating maybe uh, Jacob's coming to Kansas City, but uh, I mean you know. he's not just coming to visit, right? I mean I. Why would he even put something like that? Who does that? I don't. I don't put that tweet if I'm going on vacation to Vegas. I'm not like, you know, putting the Eiffel Tower on there with some side eyes. It's just not happening. Yeah, I don't know. But we haven't heard anything yet. Of course, the transfer window has closed, but he's a free agent, so we can sign him up until the roster freeze deadline, which is in a a couple weeks, I think. I don't know exactly. Um, Let's get to a a couple of questions here. Um, Bo Graves says, what has Graham Smith done or not done to still be considered a second option behind Fontas? The longer they play Fontas and the more he shits the bet out there, they'll be lucky to find a team willing to have us pay them to take him off our hands. Um, I think we're going to see Graham this week, so I don't know what he's Absolutely. done, but 
I think, I mean, we're both in agreement there, right? Yeah, we're so. definitely in agreement, but I don't, I mean, he hasn't really done anything. I mean, he's just, he's just there. I mean, what other options do you have? Yeah, I don't think it's a, a matter of what has he done or not done to not play. I think it's a matter of we're paying Fontas a million dollars and Peter wants to give him every opportunity to show he's worth that million dollars. But unfortunately, the more he puts him out there, the more he shows he's not. So, um, Cody asked with Nemo, Nemeth and Gerso out, would like to hear your choice for center forward for Wednesday's game. Um, Croze has not been in the 18 despite coming off the injury list. Is he our best option? We kind of already talked about that. I mean, Hurtado is going to be it, right? He's got to be the center forward. Yeah. So. I don't know where else you even go with that. I mean, that's – yeah, it's definitely Hurtado. I, he's going to be a little pissed too because he was, he was kind of non-existent for RSL, man. He didn't, uh, he didn't do a whole lot. Yeah, I liked what we saw uh, with Hurtado in the previous game. Um, you know, he, he was a harder – to, to had a harder time making an impact against RSL, but you know, we'll see what he can do against Orlando. Um, Braden Hyman said, why can't we get any win after a big win? Peter said he had no clue why I personally think it's because we got extremely lucky in Seattle and we just kind of, you know, suck this year. Could we be worse? Absolutely. But with the roster, I can't see us getting much better either. Um, I don't know. I, I can't think of a reason other than this team just hasn't clicked in roster and consistency as to why we can't get a win after a, a, another win. But, I mean, do you think there's anything else to it, or is it just as simple as we're just not very good this year and there's just too much inconsistency? It just feels – yeah, man, I don't know. It's 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 crazy that we never got our rhythm back. You know, everything felt so good in Champions League, and now it's just – the belief is just – kind of gone and you can kind of see it with the guys too i mean our offense is creating chances but our defense is allowing way more yeah the defense has consistently been a problem um but i don't know it's 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 awful and and like you said sporting's gonna have to win seven games probably at minimum to make the playoffs um Johnny echoed that. He said, you know, we're going to have to win seven or eight of these games if we're being realistic, if we want to get in. Um, you know, we've got some difficult games coming up. We keep saying it, but time is running out for us. We need to start winning games. Um, so, I don't know. It's uh, – they mentioned on the broadcast, and I kind of want to get your take on this. They asked Beasler if this was a must-win game, and he goes, well, I don't like to say it's a must-win game unless the math says it's a must-win game. Right. I didn't I didn't actually like that because by the time the math says it's a must win game it's pretty much too late at that point cuz it's either you 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 do it or you're out altogether. I don't want to wait till the point where it's a mathematically must win game or you're out because then you have zero margin for error. Um that's true. Not that I don't but think But like also Matt, we he's got a point. I mean, I, I can see it both ways. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm not trying to say Matt didn't think this game was important to win. I think he absolutely did, but, like, man, I know mathematically now we might kind of be in a must-win situation, but, like, I just don't want to keep count. Like, I feel like all year we've just been like, well, the math says we still got a chance. Well, the math says we still got a chance, and we're running out of those chances. Um, but it's true, man. I don't know. So you're running out. It's at the game. The season's about. It's about done. I mean, we're we're th- getting to the end of it. Do you think we get a result at Orlando? 
Oh, I think we do. I, I honestly think we can win. Um, you know, I'll be interested to see who they plug in on the on the left wing with no Gerso and no Shallowy. Um, but I, I I could see us getting a win, man. Their their defense is not great. Um, they got some pretty big attackers, and they they just recently signed um, a big name player. Uh, oh my God, why does his name escape me? Do you know who I'm talking about? They recently signed. You're not talking about Nani. No, because he might. This guy might start. Um, son of a bitch! This guy might actually start his first game for them on Wednesday. I have oh, been uh, on vacation, Mauricio so I don't remember. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, you know, big playback <laughs> like, playmaker from Uruguay, and uh, yeah. he just signed in July, and he might actually make his debut. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. I mean, yeah, Orlando. Like you said, they they haven't been great. Um, you know, their last game they tied Toronto one one at BMO Field. They lost the game before that two zero to Atlanta, and they beat Dallas in Dallas actually the game before that two zero. So they're not great, but they're they can put a game together. So I don't know. I I, I think a draw is doable. I don't know if we're gonna get a win. I'm just kind of pessimistic right now. Um, That's pretty easy. To and then be, we man. have. We have the Earthquakes coming to town on Saturday. They just lost 2-1 to, uh, to Colorado and uh, Diego Rubio. Um, and before that, they drew with the crew 1-1. But um, overall, San Jose has been pretty good this year. They're in fourth place. They are uh, a plus five goal differential. Matias Almeida has them playing pretty well. I think that one might be a real tough game to get a result on a short rest. So well, yeah. I don't know. They what just do you lost think? to Colorado. They're going to come in guns blazing. I mean, that's that's a huge yeah. motivator to get your shit together. You know what I mean? Yeah, and they've put together crazy performances at Children's Mercy Park. It was just a couple seasons ago where they beat us five zero. Um, yep. Chris Wondolowski, he can still poach goals. He's all time MLS goal scoring leader. Um, Vaco is very good. Um, yeah, this is a tough team. So I don't know, man, this is, this is going to be a tough week. Um, if we get four points over these next two games, it's a, it's a big success. I just don't know if four points is enough at this point. I think you, you really got to take all six, but yeah. And they're definitely going to try. I mean, that's definitely what they're going for, but it's, uh, it's just hard to really have any kind of hope right now. Yeah. So well, I, there's a couple other things I want to touch on in MLS before we do talk a little bit of Premier League because I think that'll be fun. Um, <laughs> did you see this story? Uh, originally, Daniel Sperry uh, for uh, MLSsoccer.com put it up, but where Peter said that he was offered in 2008 to become the uh, vice president of soccer operations for the LA Galaxy. Yeah. How would you like the title of being vice president of the Galaxy? Like That just sounds sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he said uh, he was offered vice president of all of their soccer operations worldwide and then to be the GM for the LA Galaxy. Um, man, how MLS history could have changed had Peter decided to go to LA instead of coach Sporting Kansas City. Yeah, and, to, and instead he was here and they're like, what do you want to do? And he's like, done deal. You know, it, it will just give you control of everything. And Rob Heineman uh, had said, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, just his job here is just nuts. He has so much control. 
And he's like, what Peter say? He's like, I want to be a coach. And Rob Heineman's like, nah, because I got to fire that guy eventually. So can Peter, like, fire himself? <laughs> Does he have, like, tenure? <laughs> well, he's, he's, he's technical director. So yeah. maybe. Technically, know. yeah. Um, I do think it's funny because yeah, this is a this was told in the KC Star last year. I guess he Peter was just a youth coach in just a youth, youth coach. That's still an important job, but he was a youth coach in Overland Park, and Rob Heineman brought him in uh, for a meeting to talk about running some youth fields, and somehow Peter left that meeting as technical director. So sweet, <laughs> he must have been pretty impressive. Um, but. Yeah, technical director, and then in 2009 was the interim coach, and then 2010 full-time coach, and the rest is history. So, kind of crazy. Um, pretty crazy, man. Interesting. And you can't, I don't know, you can't fault him on one bad season because we've had great seasons uh, here in the near past. But, uh, I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. I don't know what near past means. But it's not like, you know, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not part of that Vermees out crowd at all. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not either. Give him another season, at least. Let him try to rebuild this roster. I think we all or can agree half. the roster is flawed, but yeah, I don't know. Um, if they make a push for news. these playoffs, dude, I mean his job is secure yeah. forever. Well, <laughs> that's true. Um, let's hit some news from around the league. Not the least of which is Sporting KC has a history of getting coaches fired. Um, Maybe this kind of falls into that category. I don't know. It's not because of anything Sporting KC did, but Mike Petke has been fired by Real Salt Lake. I think this is something that many of us wanted to see happen a couple weeks ago. Supposedly, he was offered the chance to resign and take a buyout. He refused, and RSL cut ties with him. For those who don't know, he berated an official after a League's Cup game, directed a Spanish homophobic slur at the referee multiple times, which was caught on camera, and then reportedly wrote that slur down on a piece of paper and had it delivered to the referee's locker room after the game, which is the most batshit crazy thing I've ever heard a coach do. He refused to resign? Like, he was just like, no, you can't make me. So And he didn't yep. want the buyout, so they're just like, okay, no buyout, and goodbye. Well, supposedly now he's going to fight the club and say he was fired without cause and try to get the entirety of his contract uh, salary due on his contract through the end of the 2020 season is what I was reading. Um, oh, my God. But I mean, I as a coach, I don't mind him. I love the fire. I love the passion he has for the game. But as a person... The dude is kind of a dick and doesn't know when to be, you know, professional. Uh, you know, e- dude, even, you know, even Nazis. Uh, okay, go ahead and be a Nazi. Just not in front of people. <laughs> do, it, do it on your own Nazi time, all right? You don't yeah. have to show well, that you're a dick. Unfortunately, MLS also has some real Nazis they're dealing with right now, too. <laughs> which uh, Right. Other, re- rather about. than those fake ones, we all know. um but yeah i mean look people have berated officials before and they've been fined i understand he had a two-week suspension and a twenty-five thousand dollar fine that's a very large punishment it's not big enough for repeatedly directing homophobic slurs at a referee and it's certainly not big enough not just to do it in the heat of the moment which is bad enough but to then go back to the locker room think about it write it down on a piece of paper and send it to the referee. Like that's repeated harassment and it's fireable. So yeah, it's a little much. That's almost on board with uh, 
like Josie Altador and and Sasha Kleshin getting into it in the you know in the uh when they went to each other's locker rooms or whatever in the in the in the playoffs last year. Yeah. Well, and then RSL said in their original statement before they fired him that like anger management has been a repeated issue with Petkey. So this isn't an isolated incident, I'm sure. Maybe the homophobic language is, which is still fireable in my opinion. But if he's had a repeated anger management problem, um, then I don't blame them. So and sponsors reportedly were threatening to to cut ties with the team, and unfortunately, it's it's money that talks more than anything. So, um. Yeah, he is no longer the coach. Um, it's crazy. Did you see? Not even sad about it. No, I am not either. Um, RSL fans all up in that the replies to the RSL tweet showing the yeah. classy trash people they are are defending it. Um, but you know, defending Petkey and so maybe he didn't know. No, he knew. He knew exactly what he was saying. So, um, anyway. yeah. Did you see the report that Inter Miami is supposedly trying to sign PSG's Edinson Cavani to their team for uh, next year? I did see that. Yes, that does not surprise me. No, and he would be 33. He the Uruguayan forward from from PSG, one of the better that's players fine. in the world during his prime. Um, yeah, that's fine. Know. Zlatan's like 47, so whatever works. <laughs> Zlatan speaking of Zlatan Zlatan just set a, a record for most for shots in a game oh well that too but uh um, most shots in a game huh yeah he uh he took 14 shots against DC United by himself wow some teams don't even <laughs> get that many in a game yeah and they lost two to one to a Wayne Rooney-less that, DC United that's interesting <laughs> uh yeah, he has he has trashed MLS lately though. By the way, said how the playoffs are a joke, and I saw Andrew Weeby did a little clap back and was like, you know, well, seventh place didn't get you. They said like seventh place gets you into the playoffs, and Weeby was like, well, not last year, did it, buddy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's funny that Zlatan's talking shit about how easy it is to make the playoffs coming off a year when he did not make the playoffs. Right. So. He's like, it's so stupid, you know. Seventh place makes the playoffs, and it's like, well. You couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Galaxy also had Christian Pavon. Um, their new That's crazy. Loney Tam signing. There's shenanigans going on there, as there usually is with MLS. Um, but, yeah, he, he made his debut just a few days after uh, signing on loan um, for the LA Galaxy. He'll probably join full-time next year. They keep finding ways to get around this DP rule. So, I don't know. Uh, Whatever works for them. Signing for them. Pay them yeah. under the table and whatnot. Who knows how, how they're doing things. I, I don't I don't know yeah. what it's like to be a fan of a, a team that brings in those big-name players. I mean, being a Kansas City fan, it, it might, be time to, might be time to pick up my secondary team. If sporting's not going to get <laughs> it done, I might have to break out the NYCFC gear. I'm just saying. Well, it's it's tough because uh, see, I'm not make sure pick you get get team. your loons gear out there, bro. <laughs> I have a soft spot for the loons, but I'm not I'm not buying gear from any other team. I'm not rooting for any other team by any means. I do well, think scarves. that we, we got scarves. I got a scarf wall. That's true. Um, but I do think I saw someone mention this. I'm 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 
blanking who it was. It might have been Mike Kuhn. It might have been someone else. But like MLS is starting to kind of separate into tiers with like tier one being like LAFC, Atlanta, maybe New York City, Miami. Sporting is probably going to be only ever into tier two, sometimes tier three. We're never going to be that consistent big spender. We might be a perpetual open cup challenger, but an occasional MLS cup challenger, which is fine. I mean, that's kind of what the chiefs are. Like, you know, occasionally things hit right. Like they are now you get lucky with a draft pick and, and then you're a a competitor for a little bit. Um, I do think Peter's got to loosen the reins a little bit whether it's on the system or with the technical director side of things like well yeah you you can say that we don't sign these big name players and that you know we're not a coastal team but dude neither is the philadelphia union and and word came out today that the union are looking to maybe sign daniel sturridge yeah i've heard there's some guy man that's crazy philly's not that kind of team no no um you know i've heard from some people there's some concerns about sturridge's fitness but I mean, they're, you, you, your point's well taken. Phil, we Philly's take attracting a guy. Right. Philly's attracting a guy um, who, you know, was on Champions League winning Liverpool last year. Even if he wasn't getting consistent minutes, you know, behind Salah or Origi or whatnot. Like, he, he, he that's a good player. Um, Montreal signed Spanish forward. I'm going to butcher his name. Boyan Kirk, Um this dude's only 28 years old. He's only a TAM player. He's made like 70 some odd appearances for Barcelona. Um, he went on to play for, uh, I'm looking it up right now. Um, yeah, he's he's 28 years old. Um, he's going to be a TAM player. He made 104 appearances for Barcelona, 33 for Roma, 19 for Milan, 24 for Ajax, 74 for Stoke City, and now he's on the Montreal Impact? You're telling me that Montreal. I've never been to Montreal. I'm sure it's perfectly lovely. Is it that much more desirable than Kansas City? I wouldn't think so. Maybe. So, I mean, it's Canada. I mean, that's true. That's a plus over America right now. They got but, fries and gravy. We don't have that. <laughs> I just, like, other teams in these smallish markets are able to find ways to sign these guys. I, I, you know, hope that Kansas City can figure it out somehow. Um, the last bit... Of, of news I wanted to just talk about is the craziness that's going on with around the league. You know, MLS is trying to really ban political signage. And it feels like, I don't know if you've noticed this, but it feels like the more MLS tries to crack down on this, the more they're just making it worse for themselves. Um, you know, that's the Casey weird. Cauldron. Yeah, it's, it is very weird. The Cauldron and by way of the Fountain City Ultras a few weeks ago had that TIFO that talked about anti-racism, anti-fascism, anti-sexism, um, anti-hate. That somehow went under the radar and no one got punished for it. But in Atlanta this week, people got punished and kicked out and are now being banned for three games for holding up signs that say end gun violence and Nazi free zone. Those should Holy not cow. be controversial. Um. Not only are they banned, so I didn't know this. So this fan tweeted out an email that she got explaining her ban, although it still didn't say what exactly she did to earn the ban. So she gets banned for three games. She has to enroll in an online fan code of contact awareness class that's four hours long and costs $250 that she has to pay to take this class. Then 
she has to send a copy of the certificate of completion to the stadium along with a letter of apology and requesting reinstatement. I don't think I care enough to do that. I I think I'd be like, you know what? I ain't even going to watch you on TV. Like, you lost me. Right. Like, the league is like, hey, pay us 250 bucks so we can teach you how to be a fan again. Then write us a letter begging for forgiveness. And then maybe we'll consider reinstating you, but it's not guaranteed. Pay me 250 bucks because I have to watch Pro lay an egg every week. How about that? Yeah, I mean, I just, MLS does not know what they're doing, and they are just continuously making this worse for themselves. And the more they try to ban any sort of political signage, especially things that say Nazi free zone, like, come on now, we can't agree on that? I just, I don't know, man. And this is a week after Alejandro Bedoya yells, end gun violence, Congress do something, doesn't get punished, and rightfully so, he shouldn't be punished, but then a fan tries to hold up a sign and all it says is end gun violence, and that gets them banned? Like, no, come on, MLS, do better. So, that's what that's crazy, I just man. wanted to say that. Um, let's get back to some happier things. Let's, before we end, do you have any more MLS stuff you want to talk about, or should we switch to a, a brief little segment on EPL? Uh, no, I don't think so. So, Drake Ewing, one of our, our longtime listeners, says, who do you guys have in the top six positions by the end of the Premier League season? So, I don't know. Do you want to take a shot at predicting your top six for the Premier League this year? My top six? I mean, yeah. I mean, you're going to have Man United out there. Um, I think, I don't know, man. Liverpool is big time right now. I mean, they, they might they might take the league, you know what I mean? And, of course, Man City's going to be up there again. So, there's your three. Spurs. Spurs will be up there somewhere. And then probably the last two, I don't know, maybe Chelsea? And then, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you the sixth one. So I think uh, Man City and Liverpool, to me, are the top two teams. One of them is going to win. The other one's going to be close. But they're, they're, they're a cut above everybody else in the league. I know I'm, it's a hot take there, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to be one of them too. Um, I think... I'm not going to overreact to United's 4-0 thrashing of Chelsea, but I do think they probably challenge for the fourth or fifth spot. Um, I think Spurs probably finish third. I will say either United or Arsenal in that fourth or fifth spot. Forgot Chelsea c- could be sixth. I, I could be a big homer and say Everton's going to challenge for that sixth spot, but I think Everton's probably a year away from pushing for fifth or sixth. So... It's going to be Man United and Liverpool, top two, and then probably Tottenham, and then Arsenal and or Man U in three, four, five, some order, and then Chelsea, six. That's probably what I'll go with. But things nice. break right for Everton. We just signed Moise Keane, top striker, not a top striker, but a striker from Juventus. Looking forward to seeing him play. I think Everton could be sneak good. We'll see. I'm excited. Um... But then along the same lines, and I thought this would be kind of a fun way to end it, Brian Scarborough, uh, he emailed us, and uh, he's emailed us before, but he said, as another European soccer season is upon us, I'd be interested in knowing how and why you became fans of the teams you support. It's always interesting to find out how you came to support a team on the other side of the world in a place you may have no connection to. So I know you're, uh, you got some teams over in Europe. I know you're a Man U fan. You're a Bayern fan. Man. 
I got a team Real for everything. It's all about <laughs> it's all about people people I've ever met. You know what I mean? It's like uh, Chris was a Bayern Munich fan when I met him, and I was like, "All right, I'll watch Bayern with you." Um, there you go. Uh, you know, a buddy of mine up in Chicago was a big Juventus fan, and I didn't even watch that league at all. And he's like, "Dude, it's so great!" And I was like, "All right, I'll, I'll watch Juventus." So really, it's all the big name teams because these kids grew up watching them because they were always on TV. So uh, Man United again, a guy I met in KC. I was looking for a Premier, Premier League team. He's like, if you don't support Man United, you're a wanker. And I was like, well, I don't, I don't want to be that. I don't want to be a wanker. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what you gotta do. Uh, but yeah, man, that's just kind of it. I, I definitely don't watch it as much as I watch sporting or pro wrestling for that matter but i definitely try to <laughs> you know follow up keep up with the scores and shit yeah sporting is obviously my, my number one soccer team and it's not even close um the only professional sports teams i really pay intense attention to at week in week out are sporting and the green bay packers and then of course i treat usc football like a professional sport um but my, you know, I, I really have two European teams that I follow um, somewhat closely, well, pretty closely. Everton being my Premier League team, um, that's a little bit more of a random pick than than a lot of other people, and, and I think that was partially one because in in twenty, well, really Tim Howard, um, twenty fourteen, you know, was when I really was getting into international soccer, at that Belgium game where he had whatever it was, fourteen saves. Um, I was like, man, he's an American starting in the Premier League. My brother was already an Everton fan. I'll pick Everton. Go with them. Uh, You know, blue colors, blue and white, liked it. So picked Everton, been a fan ever since. And then uh, Borussia Dortmund is the only other European team I follow relatively closely. That was really because of Pulisic. I wasn't really a a huge fan of any specific team in the Bundesliga, um, but I liked Pulisic. I wanted to follow him. Got to see him score his first goal for the U.S. men's national team in Kansas City against Bolivia. Just started following him in in the, the Bundesliga. So, unfortunately, now my fandom will not transfer over to Chelsea. But I hope he does well. So, but yeah, that's uh, for me. Go. It's just kind of following the Americans. Um, I guess now I, I followed on Twitter the other day Lille in France because of Timothy Weah. So maybe I'll become a Lille fan if he does well there. Um, probably be one of like four Lille fans in America, but Hey, you know, it's okay. <laughs> um, but you're right. I mean, a lot of those teams, Man United, Juventus, Real Madrid, Bayern Munich for many years, those were the only European teams you could watch in the States. And, and so it's no wonder there's so many fans, but now with NBC sports gold, ESPN plus like all these crazy soccer channels, you can pretty much watch any team anytime. So it's pretty cool, but yeah, that's my story. So you're sticking to it. I'm sticking to it. Um. Anyway, man, that's about all I got. I uh, got it, man. I can't even believe we talked, and I, we would we probably wouldn't have even gone an hour had we not had two games this week. Um, especially with the Salt Lake game just tearing us down like it did. But here we are, and we got to hope for six points this week, man. We really do. Yeah, we will be back next week. Win draw or loss whatever happens in these two games we'll be back um we'd really like to do another victory pod it's not fun doing these sad ones and giving up on the state of the season um 
you know, even if we don't make the playoffs, we'd at least like to have hope until the end of the season that we will, because it's going to be a rough <laughs> last two months if we are just mathematically eliminated. Oh, um, yeah. We'll still have content of some sort. We'll figure it out. Yeah. But anyway, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at NoOtherPod, at Dan Kuzer, at JCMax03. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash NoOtherPod. Uh, send us an email. Be like Brian. No other pod at gmail.com and leave us the five star rating and review. Um, but yeah, we'll be back next week. I'm not going out of town anytime soon. So um, <laughs> we'll both be here for a while. Uh, but until then, he's Dan. I'm Jimmy. We'll catch y'all later. See ya. Hashtag not my bees. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.